Hey guys, you're listening to the Enough Podcast. I'm Jennifer, a wife, mama four, an author. I love having one-on-one conversations with women, talking about our identity in Christ. But most of all, I am completely in love with Jesus. And I'm Courtney, a wife, a mom, and a West Texas woman with a passionate love for Jesus. We declare we've had enough and discuss how we are enough. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Enough Podcast. And this week we have a very exciting guest, Miss Courtney Metz. How are you doing, Courtney? Great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're so glad you're here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Courtney Metz. Um, I'm 29 years old. I've been married for nine years to my husband, Michael. Um, I mean, I sing with my family, the Collingsworth family. We've toured since I was eight years old. So since the year 2000, um, right before I turned nine. And then, um, yeah, we've been singing across the country and into Europe and Canada and Caribbean and everything for 20 years. So yeah, we're really blessed to do that. And that's a big part of my life. I have to interject here and say that the Collingsworth family has been a huge blessing personally in my life. Her songs have kept me going through my cancer journey and through many other journeys. And I know that she, their family is a huge blessing to so many others just because of their music and their, their walk with Jesus is what gets me. I went to, I had the privilege of going to one of their concerts and you could just feel God's presence over the place. So sweet. Thank you so much. We're so blessed to do what we do. And our kind of our main mission when we're out on the road is to encourage people. So I'm so glad that you've been encouraged by our music. That really is exciting for us to hear. So It's absolutely heavenly guys. If you're listening to this podcast and you're just now hearing about the Collinsworth family, um, you're welcome. Go <laughs> do a deep dive. Their music is just awesome. Yes. So Courtney, do you want to share a little bit about What's been your most recent news that you've been sharing? Yes. So just a couple of weeks ago, my husband and I um, announced that we are adopting from Thailand, which is really, really exciting news. But a lot of people think it's new news or that it's like a, you know, just now happening. But this has been going on for almost three years. In December, uh, it will be three years since we signed our application to adopt And it has been a very long journey. Um, And probably a lot of you are wanting to know, like, who are we adopting? And it's a little boy. His name is Theodore Michael Tawin Metz. And Tawin was his original Thai name. Um, But we were going to call him Theo for short, because I think it's a little easier for a little guy to learn in English. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yes, he's 15 months old, about to turn 16 months. Uh, We were matched with him when he was nine months old. So just this year during the pandemic, which was totally mind-blowing. Goodness gracious. So that was really exciting. Adoption is always such a long, convoluted, complicated kind of road. And then to add the pandemic on top of it is just amazing. So what made y'all get matched with Theo in Thailand? How did that happen? Because not everyone adopts from Thailand. Yes, you're right. So when we first started talking about adoption, it has been on my heart since I was probably 18 years old. So it was something that I always knew that we would probably do. Um, But about five years ago, we started talking about it. And then we um, found an agency that we were interested in. We were trying to look at, you know, domestic adoption, birth mom adoption, international, there's so many options. And if, you, if someone is on here interested in adoption, it can be overwhelming 
just to decide where, what, who, when, how, you know, just kind of figure it out. Um, so for us, our first thing to do, and I encourage this is the best first thing to do is find a good agency, someone that is reputable, that has been doing it for, for years. I mean, you can adopt through small lawyers and stuff like that as well, but I highly recommend doing a larger agency that has a lot of experience. It tends to go a lot smoother. And so we chose our agency, which is Holt International, and we highly recommend them. They're based out of Oregon, but they service all 50 states and they mainly focus on international adoption. So they only adopt um, from about eight countries. So that was a, our choices. So it kind of narrowed it down in that way through our agency. Um, and they have like India and a lot of different places. Um, but we kind of just went through and just to see what we were eligible for, to be honest, because China, you have to be 30. And at the time I was 27, I think. And I turned 30 in March. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Why, yeah. why is that? Well, I think they, they also have like economical uh, limits as well. So you, they want an established ah. person who has a good job is making a good living. So I was wow. like young, too young for China. So that eliminated China. Uh, we looked at India and South Korea was also an option, but South Korea is like wildly expensive, um, which they all are wildly expensive. But, yeah. So we were just kind of, we kind of just started praying about, we got down to two or three different countries that we felt comfortable with. We fit the requirements and the finances were doable. So we just started praying about it. And one day we were just like, I think it's Thailand. I, I, I think Thailand is the place. So, you know, it just kind of was a wow. piece that we got when we started praying about it. So. That's really awesome. So having walked through this adoption process and up to this point, what is your biggest piece of advice for someone who is looking to adopt other than find the most epic agency ever? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So start with your good agency, but honestly, my biggest advice would be to pray about it because it is a long journey and you want to make sure that it's God's will for you before you just dive into something that is very, it can be disheartening at times. It's long. It's discouraging when you go six or months or 12 months without hearing a thing that, you know, wow. if, if you're going to have a baby or not, you know, so that is really tough. And if you're not in the center of God, when you're in the center of God's will, you know, and you have purpose in that, in the weight. Mm -hmm. But if you're just doing it, cause you think it's a cool idea, you know, often, oftentimes it can be too discouraging and you can quit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, yes. yeah. So yeah. I do just say, pray about it. Make sure that it is God's will for your life and um, get deep, dig into God's word, get, get wise counsel from parents and grandparents. Um, I feel like those are super important things in the adoption journey. Has anyone in your family adopted before? Did you have anyone close by you to encourage so you along this process? Cousins. I have two cousins and we've all kind of adopted in different ways. So my cousin, um, Esther, she adopted two children from the foster system. And then my cousin, Tamala and her husband, Melvin also adopted, uh, let's see, they've adopted one child from the foster system and they're in to adopt three more right now. So yes. Wow. Yes. So, and this is, this might be interesting to some listeners in the beginning, when we decided to adopt, we looked into foster to adopt. Um, and a lot of people ask me, you know, why aren't you adopting from the United States? And the main thing was because of my job, um, every time you leave the state with your child, once you get custody, you have to get permission to leave. Yes. And so that's a huge oh. issue for our family. Yes. So that was immediately just knocked out foster to adopt for us. And so a lot of people are curious about that. It's not because we weren't interested. It was just because, you know, that was not an option for our family. Mm -hmm. Logistically. Just, yeah. Oh yeah. It just, it wouldn't have worked. We leave the state every week. So yeah. 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 But you have to actually have a judge sign off on it. So that, you know, obviously it wouldn't work for us, but we, how, right. how many times do y'all leave the state in a given month? Oh man. I mean, 
we, we might be in five to eight states per month. I mean, it just depends on what our routing is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So that would have been a nightmare trying to get a judge to sign off eight times a month, you know? Yes. So, yes. I was actually wondering about that. And I'm really glad you talked about that because I was like, wow, like international adoption sounds amazing, but mm-hmm. so, so hard, but it makes so much sense yes. that that is the option that was open to you. Exactly. We actually actually looked into birth mom adoption, which is infant adoption and where basically the mother just signs off her rights before she delivers and you go to the hospital and pick up the infant. But we prayed about it. And like I said, like with, with us, with our decisions, we like to have a complete peace and a hundred percent agreement and we could just not get peace about it. It was a little bit more affordable, but we just could not get peace about it. The more we prayed about it, we were like, okay, we just kept feeling called to international. So, I mean, I know some people will take that and be like, well, okay, but really we did feel a huge piece when we began praying about international. And that's the main reason we chose it. Well, you absolutely have to do what God's asking you to do. If you don't, that is a good way to get in a heap of trouble. So <laughs> that is the truth. And we have this thing where we have to be in hundred percent agreement or we just don't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. And we both totally agreed about Thailand, felt peace about it and we couldn't deny it. So that is why we chose Thailand. And I love that part of it because that shows such a sweet relationship between you and your husband and God, you know, that to me just seems like the perfect triangle right there because you're always in agreement with God before you do anything. And the fact that you have to agree on that or not do anything at all, that's a hard decision to make, oh, but it it's, it's a very wise decision. And I, I love hearing that. That's so sweet. I'm very blessed with a good husband and he prays a lot about everything in our lives. And I'm just so blessed and yeah, we're excited. So what is the next step? When are awesome things happening? Because right now due to quarantine, y'all have not been able to go meet Theo as quickly as you wanted to. Yes. So right now we are at the phase where the government has 100% approved our adoption. So that's why we waited to announce it until now. And now we're waiting for our actual paperwork from the government to come in that says we approve your adoption, you know, and with the stamp and all the official stuff. So once that gets here, we file that with U.S. Immigration. And then about six weeks later, we will be paperwork ready once U.S. Immigration signs off on it. We will be paperwork ready to go, except for we have to wait for the borders to open in Thailand. So we only have maybe six to eight more weeks of paperwork wait, and then we'll be ready. It's just a matter of the borders opening up. So, And is there any news about that? So we did hear from our agency last week, and they are basically saying that the government is considering giving us an exception, uh, us being the adoptive parents. So we're really praying for November or December for them to open the borders for families to travel to get their children. Um, and we are about probably number 20 or so on the list of families waiting to go, but they do travel in wow. groups. So we're hoping that we'll send six or seven families at a time. And so that, you know, we can go quickly, but normally they only send three to five families at a time. But, you know, it just, it just depends. So we're hoping that they'll group us up together in big groups. Now, once you get there, mm-hmm. what does the process look like? So right now with, with Corona, we'll quarantine for two weeks in a hotel. As soon as we land, they'll escort us to a quarantine hotel. And then once we're, we make it out of that misery, um, 
and lots of books, lots of movies, all that craziness. Once we make it out of those two weeks, then um, we will meet our son. Um, and they, Thailand, this is another reason we chose Thailand. They really care about the children and they, they're worried about their emotional well-being because they're being taken um, from their caretakers, you know. And Theo has been in a foster home with an older woman and her husband and their daughter since he was two weeks old. So he wow. doesn't know anything else. Um, yeah. and they have a wonderful foster care system where families take in a child and it's wonderful that not all of their children are in orphanages. So that is wonderful. So he's being taken care of, but we'll meet him. Um, they will bring him to a neutral location. I think we meet at like a foster care facility, like an office building. Um, and there'll be a group of families on the floor and they just bring the children in. So um, we'll meet him and then they will take us to the hotel and just kind of our social worker will go with us and then we'll just have a couple hours together on the first day. Then they take him back to his foster mom and he'll get to spend the night there. That way he get you know, he gets a little more like less, he just, it'll help him to understand it a bit better mm -hmm. and, you know, have that little bit of bonding time with his foster mom before he leaves her. And then the next day we go to the foster mom's house and we get to see where he's been living with two weeks old. So that I'm really excited about that. I'm trying not to get my expectations up high because she cannot speak English, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Wow. but they will take an interpreter with us. So okay. I'm trying not to get my expectations too high of it, but I'm going to take her a gift and stuff. So that's going to be really neat. And I'm really excited just to thank her for taking care of him for so long. Yeah. So wow. yeah, so he'll be around probably 18 to 21 months when we go get him. So she's going to have had him for a long time. So she, I know it's going to be mm -hmm. hard for her and I'm, I'm really sad to see her grieve because I know she will. So yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do yeah. you know if he's walking yet? Yes, he is. He had just started. Our last update was when he was 11 months old. Um, we actually got it when he was like 14 months old, but everything's delayed because they have so many children to travel and take mm -hmm. their pictures and all their files and everything. But yeah, we got it when he was 11 months old and he had just started taking his first few steps. So, oh, sweet boy. Yes, I can't handle it. <laughs> and once you come home, Mm -hmm. And all of that has gone beautifully smoothly. <laughs> we hope, <laughs> Lord willing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we pray. Uh, what what happens then? So we will get home, and then we will have a social worker visit. Um, Thailand requires three social worker visits, um, and Ohio requires twelve. So we have to go through the three for Thailand, and then twelve visits with our social worker for Ohio, and then uh, one year later we are eligible to file for his certificate of citizenship, and he will become a U.S. citizen, which is wow. so exciting. So once, yes, yes, and then once he becomes a citizen, we're allowed to share his picture on social media, which is so great. So for it takes a long time to go through that process, like. Yes upwards of 12 months to get everything finalized. So once he comes into y'all's lives, there's going to be lots of pictures of him with a great big fat emoji over yes, his face. Right. Hearts and whatever <laughs> we can come up with, you know, he will definitely have his little, but he's going to be in the picture because uh, we're going to have a son and I'm going to want the world to know it. So yes, eek. that's so exciting. It is. I'm just dying to get, just get my hands on him. Uh. <laughs> I did see on social media that y'all had a baby shower. How are you feeling? Are you all set up? How is everything going that there? So this is crazy. And um, I never thought about gifts because we've never had a kid before. So um, I just thought, you know, we'll get a few gifts here and there. But I, I would have been overwhelmed. We got 88 packages in the mail from Amazon. And I didn't even share what? our registry. I didn't even share our registry. Um, what happened is a blogger friend of mine, Lauren Lambert, 
she, we've been friends for years and she messaged me on Instagram. I was like, Hey, can I have your registry? And I'm like, sure. So I just sent her the link and she's like, I want to share it. Well, I didn't even like register what she meant. I thought she meant like text it to my friends or my family. Right. No, she shared it on Instagram and she has 10,000 followers. Whoops. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> so I started getting all these packages. I'm like, what is going on? So I checked my registry and like literally the entire registry was purchased. I think we ended up getting about 150 presents and 88 oh. in, in 88 packages. Wow. Yeah, so we have almost every single thing we po- could possibly need for him other than a little bit of clothes. Cause I don't really know what size he's in. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I registered for like big clothes because I just didn't know, but it's yeah. just crazy. And then after that, my cousins and aunts threw me a virtual baby shower. So I was literally at home one day and they're like, Hey, can you um, FaceTime us? And I'm like, sure. So and I, they turn on the camera and they had, they all live far away. So they literally had all these like flags, Thai flags and American flags. And it was so sweet. So, so they sweet. showered me with tons of gifts. So, and then I also have a, a, a baby shower next weekend. My mom is hosting. And I'm like, mom, what are these people? Oh, gonna buy me? oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, it's more about the cake that day. <laughs> yes. There you go. Courtney, what is your battle plan for being in the waiting? Um, I know that there's a ton of people who are currently have to be in the adoption part right now. Um, And so what kind of encouragement could you give to them? And then like, what's your battle plan while you're in the waiting process? Well, you know what, during the waiting process, I have struggled the most with not being in control. And I'm not like a control freak, I wouldn't say, but I am a type A, put up, make a list of everything that you need to get done and like mark it off you know, get it all done. And in the adoption process, you fill out your paperwork, you have control of that. You can get that done as quick as you want. But as soon as you submit it to the government agencies, the adoption agency, you know, you send it overseas, you feel completely out of control. And that was, that has been super hard for me. Like I've, I found myself over a few months, like literally monitoring the Thai news during the pandemic and trying to be like, oh, they might open the borders. And my husband one day sat down next to me and he was like, Courtney, we're not in control. And that's okay. You know, it, it's okay. We, God is in control. He knows what's going to happen already. And nothing that we do now fighting and trying will change the outcome of what God has planned for us. And so that was a wake up call for me. Thank God for a godly husband who can yeah. remind me you're not in control and that's okay. Um, so that's been hard for me. So after I kind of figured that out that I'm having, I'm struggling with control, um, what, you know, I started trying to dig deeper into God's word and just finding peace in verses about him being in total control that he will direct our paths and he will guide us. Um, and that has totally helped me. So God's word and prayer and books from Lisa Turkhurst, if you don't read her, you should, um, has totally helped. (laughs) So good. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yeah, that's kind of been my battle plan, prayer, devotions, the word, you know, just so important. Yeah. Do you have a specific verse or a specific book that just meant more to you um, than some Jeremiah, of the other string this Jeremiah 32 17 has really stuck out to me and it basically just says nothing is too difficult for God and no matter how difficult it looks to us you know all this mountain of paperwork um he is able and he he can do anything at any time so that's awesome I love that well Courtney thank you so 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 much for coming on today's podcast and being so open and so helpful Guys, if you have any questions about adoption or need encouragement, Courtney has very graciously offered to be available to you. So we will have her contact info down below. Reach out to her with any of your adoption questions. And 
If you need anything from us, please feel free to message us over on Enough Pod on Instagram or enoughpodladies at gmail.com. And remember, when the going gets tough and you don't feel like you're enough, remember you are enough. <laughs>